It's a beautiful evening. You're walking along the beach with a man. You're holding hands. The sun is low in the sky and turning it from blue to a pastel orange. The man you're with may be your partner or he may be someone you've just met. That part is up to you. You feel his warm masculine hands encircling yours, making you feel protected and calm. Listen to the rest of this erotic meditation, Tired and Taken, for free at harleyrabbit.com and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hey, hey there, friends. This is Harley Rabbit, and you are listening to Turns Out I'm Into It, the show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. Last night, I got to experience something I've been wanting to try for a long time. I got to go into my friend's pool and get tied up in ropes. So my arms were tied, my legs were tied, I could not swim at all. If this sounds super dangerous, that is probably because it is. (laughs) Um, But with the right planning and the right people and knowing your own limits, it is possible to have these types of experiences in a relatively safe way. Being tied up in a pool or water bondage, I think it's called, is something that I've been wanting to try for at least a year. I remember having a conversation last New Year's about this being something that I really wanted to experience. Spoiler alert, it was completely fucking awesome, Um, but not in the way that I expected. So in this episode, I'm going to take you through each step of my first ever water bondage experience. I'm going to cover everything from planning the experience, communicating desires, expectations, limits. Um, Then I'll take you through the actual scene itself, what it looked like, how we slowly escalated that scene as I felt comfortable to do so, um, and ultimately just share with you guys how it felt to be completely bound in deep water. Sound good? All right, before we jump in, um, no pun intended, uh, I've just got a couple of quick announcements for you. As always, if you enjoy this show, please give me a five-star rating. That really helps other people to find this podcast. Um, And also, I mentioned last week that because of the nature of the content that I do share on this show and the fact that the rules and guidelines around adult content is super vague on most platforms, there is a possibility that this podcast could get banned or shut down at any time. It happened on Instagram uh, and Facebook. It is quite possible that it could happen on Spotify or Apple or whatever platform you're currently listening to me on. So if that happens and you would like to still remain in contact with me, the best way to do that is by signing up to my website, harleyrabbit.com. So I own that website. It's very unlikely that anyone's going to shut that down but me. When you sign up to that website, it's completely free to do so, but you become part of my community and I have your email address. So if anything is to go wrong, if I do get banned off any platform, 
I can still contact you and let you know where else I've respawned on the internet. So you can sign up to that at harleyrabbit.com. Just click the members tab and then become a member. All right, with all that said, let's get started in today's episode. My fascination with ropes and water really started on FetLife. Um, FetLife is a great resource to expose us to all sorts of different things that are possible. Um, So I saw a couple of pictures of people being tied up and in water and noticed that something inside of me felt really like I was really responding to these images. It wasn't just that I thought they were beautiful or really cool. There was something deeper going on. I had this real desire to know what that felt like. Now, when I first brought this up with some friends, some kinky friends, mind you, um, it's definitely not something I'd discuss very easily with my vanilla friends. Um, But when I first brought up this desire for a scene like this with my kink friends, there was a mixed response. But understandably, a few people felt a little bit alarmed that this would be very dangerous and difficult to do safely. And they would be right about that. They're like water is dangerous as it is. Um, Ropes are dangerous on their own. So combining the two is definitely something that you need to have a very healthy respect for the risks involved, right? Now, that first conversation I had was, um, as I mentioned in the intro, last New Year's Eve. Um, So it's been in the back of my mind for almost a year. I've been thinking my way through this scene and deciding if it is something I really want to try. Now, a little bit of background info here. I'm not sure if this is relevant or not, but I think it might be. So when I was a kid, I think I was maybe five, um, I actually nearly drowned. So I, my, my parents had a dam on the property and I was on a jetty and I fell off into the dam. And I have very vivid memories of being at the bottom of the dam, staring out into this murky abyss. Now, thankfully, I was rescued and I was fine. Um, My parents were extremely distressed, understandably, but luckily I was okay. Um, And I didn't develop a phobia of water either. I actually loved water as a kid. I would stay in the bath for hours. If, my, if I was at a friend's place and th- that friend had a pool, I'd be the last person to get out. I love water. But I also can get very nervous in water if ever there was something restricting me or holding me down or um, like I don't like holding my breath for long periods underwater. Uh, as a kid, I think lots of kids do this. You play a game where you like swim under something, like a foam mat or something. Um, you see how far you can swim holding your breath. I hated that. I could never swim under anything. I hated holding my breath for long periods of time. I love water, but I always want my head above the water, basically. So that's kind of my relationship with water. So this idea of being tied up while in water really appealed to me, mainly because it felt like it would be really scary. And let me explain that properly. So a big part of what I enjoy about kink is getting to feel really vulnerable. And this is part of what I love about ropes, just regular being tied up in ropes, is that it's this power exchange. It's this I'm giving up all of my control and responsibility when I'm tied up 
and I'm trusting my partner to take care of me. So there's this real trust and intimacy there. And also when you're tied up and you're not able to do anything and you're feeling really vulnerable and helpless, that gets me into this beautiful subspace where all of my responsibilities fade away because I can't do anything. I'm completely helpless in this moment. That's how ropes feel to me. And the idea was that I suspected being tied up in water would intensify those feelings. So my prediction was that I'd be tied up in the pool, I'd have Slade holding me, and I would feel this real fear and nervousness and helplessness knowing that, oh, fuck, I will drown if he lets go of me. I cannot swim. I can't move my arms. I can't kick my legs. This is really scary. But also I'm completely vulnerable. There's nothing I can do but trust him. So it's about almost overcoming your fear through trust. So this felt like it would be a bit of a fear play experience. It would be really scary but also really intimate. And in leading up to the experience, I explained to Slade um, exactly that this is what I was hoping to get out of it. These are what my desires are um, so that he knew how to act around me. I said, I want you to be daddy Slade in this scene. I don't want mean, scary Dom Slade. I, lo- I love that side of him, but not in, not in this moment. This, this experience would already be really scary. Um, so I wanted to feel really safe and protected by him. So Slade and I had lots of conversations about this scene. Initially, he was understandably quite nervous about doing it, but um, over the last few months, he'd really come around to the idea and was curious about trying it. Now, in this particular scene, I'm asking him to take on a lot of responsibility to facilitate this for me, right? I'm putting literally the responsibility of my life in his hands So it was important to me to know that he felt comfortable with that. Once I really felt like he was on board, we started to discuss the logistics of it. Um, Fortunately, we had a a kinky friend with a pool who was really open to the idea and um, was happy for us to try it there at at his place. Um, I explained to Slade that I wasn't really sure what I would be capable of in this scene. So this is important. You, you don't want to feel pressured to reach a certain standard when you're trying something new like this. I had no idea how I would react in this situation. And part of me was like, you know what? The minute you put a rope on me in that pool, I might freak out and be like, nope, can't do it. So just be prepared for that. I needed to feel completely comfortable to call red, call my safe word, and know that that was completely okay, that I wasn't letting anyone down. And I did feel that. Um, I explained to Slade because he he mentioned, like, do you want to get some photos of, like, some underwater photos of you being underneath the pool, like, at the bottom of the pool? And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be under the pool. I'm not, I'm not even sure if I want to be submerged at all. I just want to be in your arms and tied up in that water. So it was about getting really clear on what I wanted to experience and what my soft limits were and what my hard limits were. So I said, if I feel if I feel comfortable, I would love to try being submerged for a short period of time, but we'll see how that goes in the moment. Once we'd had all of these really good conversations about what we wanted to do um, and how we were going to do it, 
it was time to pick a day and a time that worked for everybody and make it happen. So this all went down last night. Um, we arrived at my friend's place with the pool. Um, we also invited a photographer friend of ours to come along as we thought it might be cool to get some interesting photos. Have no idea how the photos are going to turn out, but hopefully I'll get a couple, which I'll share on my FetLife profile. If you'd like to see them, um, I'll put a link in the show notes. Once we all arrived and we were ready to start the scene, I went through a list of rules for the scene that I had on my phone. Now, this is something I hadn't done before. And honestly, it felt a little bit silly because the rules were kind of obvious, right? But I think this is something that I will do again because I think it helped me and everyone else feel more comfortable. We were all super clear on what my hard limits were and what my expectations were. And that just made it better for everyone. So I'll read you the rules that I had. Um, number one, no throwing Harley in the pool. All right. I did not want to have ropes on me and get thrown in the water. Definitely a hard limit. Uh, number two, someone is always in the pool with me at all times. So never left on my own in the water. Even if I'm sitting or standing, there's always someone with me. Number three, there is always a third person in the pool area at all times. So this person would be kind of like a spotter. And the intent behind this rule was just in case something happened to Slade, there would be another person that could step in and help us. Very unlikely, but if we can reduce that risk, why wouldn't we? So we had um, the, our photographer friend and the guy that was hosting. So that wasn't a problem. Um, rule number four, consent is required anytime Harley's head is submerged. So no dunking me without asking. And that really helped me just feel safe that no one was going to do that without me expecting it. I hate that anyway. And if I'm tied up, I definitely do not want to be surprised <laughs> by going, like having my head dunked underwater. Um, and lastly, that the safety shears would be on hand at all times. This is a rule that Slade and I have with ropes in general. There's always shears on hand that you can cut the ropes in it and get them off in a couple of seconds if anything goes wrong. Once everyone was clear on the rules, it was time to get started. So Slade and I had discussed that we would do it slowly. Um, we'd start with a chest harness, which he put on me while we were outside of the pool, like we hadn't got in the water yet. So I took off my bather top. Um, that was already a little bit like, oh, I'm topless and outside in the daylight, <laughs> but that was fine. Um, so Slade tied a chest harness on me. That was really nice to help me ease into my rope space and connect with him. Once that was tied, it was time to get in the pool. Now, because I wanted to feel really vulnerable, I wanted to do this completely naked. So I slipped off my bather bottoms. Um, I also thought being naked would look better in the photos aesthetically, right? Um, so got nice and naked and then got into the pool. Slade and I had discussed that we would do the, the mermaid tie, so tie my legs in the while I was in the water because it would be way too hard to do that out of the water and then have to, <laughs> to get in the pool um, with your legs all tied up. Uh, so this was an experiment because we had no idea what it would be like to tie underwater. But turns out that was fine. Um, so, 
yeah, once I got in the pool, I got settled on the top step. So I was in the in the shallow end and Slade could get in front of me and, and start this or do this mermaid tie. If you don't know what a mermaid tie is, it's basically tying your legs together from starting at the hips and then doing loops all the way down to your ankles. So your legs are bound together like a mermaid. Once we had that tie on, um, Slade kept checking in with me just to see how I was doing. Um, and I was doing great. I was way more calm than I expected, but I did have this sense that I was in a bit of a false sense of security because I just felt like I was sitting in a pool. I, I hadn't actually needed to try and swim yet. So I felt pretty chill while he was tying on me. Um, but once that tie was complete, he asked if he could scoop me up and take me into the water where it was deeper. Um, so we gave that a go. That was really nice. I was just holding on to him. We worked out that I could stand in the shallow end, which was handy. Um, that helped me feel safe as well. Uh, if I needed to, I could I could reach the bottom, you know. Um, also with my, at this point, I didn't have my arms tied, so I could still swim. It was a bit more work without being able to kick my legs, but I was perfectly comfortable at that point. Knowing that I was comfortable, it was time to add some wrist and arm ties. And I knew that by that point, once those ropes were on, I would not be able to swim. So I was a little bit nervous, but excited to go ahead with it. Um, so I sat down in the same spot and Slade did a, I think it was a single column tie over my wrists. And then he did another tie that went around my shoulders. So my arms are like, my wrists are tied together and my arms are tied close to my body. Now this feels really, really tight. And remembering I've got my all my legs tied as well. So all of my limbs are tied. Um, I can't kick my legs or move my arms. I'm all tucked up in a bundle. Once again, Slade checked in with me to see how I was doing. I was doing good. Um, and then he scooped me up and carried me into the deeper part of the pool. Um, and that was really lovely. This was, this was the point that I'd, what I'd been envisioning, what I wanted to experience was to be all tied up like this and in his arms. I was really surprised that I was actually feeling really comfortable. I really thought that I would have been feeling really nervous and vulnerable. And I was a little bit like occasionally I would have a, a moment where I'd go to swim and realise I can't. Like you instinctively go to put an arm out or a leg out and you're like, oh, that's right. That's terrifying. <laughs> but ultimately I felt really chill and relaxed. It was really nice. So knowing that I was really comfortable, um, we were happy to keep going and take it further. And I wanted to have a go at floating on my own in the pool. So Slade would still be in the water next to me, ready to swoop in and save me if I... Um, flipped over or if anything went wrong. Um, but I wanted to have a go floating on my own. So I let myself relax into the water. I laid my head back, took a big deep breath and realized I float really well <laughs> because I have colored hair that costs a fortune. Um, I've got pastel pink hair, but because of this, I very rarely put my head in the water. I don't want to get my hair wet. Um, but I had carefully booked this experience to be the week before I'm due to get my hair redone. So I was like, cool, I'm happy to get my hair wet. So it was actually a nice treat to be able to let myself just 
relax and lie back in the water. And what I noticed was, A, I could float really well, and B, when I closed my eyes and my ears went under the water, so I'm still floating with my face out of the water, but the water level is just above my ears. Once my ears went under, it blocks out all the sound from the world and you get this really beautiful, deep droning underwater sound and you can hear your own breathing. Now, I knew that to to float, the biggest risk was that I would tip over and if I tipped over, I wouldn't be able to breathe because my face would go under the water and I didn't want that to happen. Slade was there to make sure that didn't happen um, or if it did, he could get me upright. But I was trying to avoid that. So the goal for me was to be as still as possible. And that meant to completely relax. And in this moment, when I was just floating on my own, all tied up on the water, my ears are just listening to that underwater sounds and to the sound of my own breath, deep, slow breaths. It was the most beautifully blissful experience I could have imagined. This scene I had intended to be a bit of fear play and a bit scary, but what actually happened was the complete opposite. And this wasn't a disappointment because the level of bliss that I achieved was just as beautiful as that fear play, trust, intimacy thing that I was hoping for. Instead, I got to be in this beautiful state of relaxation. I described to you guys before about how playing in ropes makes me feel relaxed because when I'm restricted and feeling helpless, when all my power is taken away, that's when I can actually forget all my responsibilities and just be. It's really, really lovely. So rope space is already a really relaxing space and being in water also feels super relaxing to me. Um, it's almost like that being back in the womb kind of feeling where you're just floating in beautiful warm water. So the combination of these two things was far more powerful than I expected in terms of how much it relaxed me. The moment I put my head back and realized I could float there, I was in heaven. It was gorgeous. In the lead up to doing this scene, the last few weeks have actually been really, really stressful. I've, it's been a stressful time. I've had a lot of stuff going on all at once. Um, I haven't, like my mental health has not been the best. And even the day of this scene, I'd had a whole bunch of computer shit that went wrong. I was feeling really stressed and behind all day, really overwhelmed. So I went into this scene with a lot of anxiety which I think is a testament to just how powerful this experience was for me. It was like an off switch. All of that stuff that was in my head was gone. Even my immediate surroundings. So the two other guys that were there, one of them who was taking photos of me, even Slade to some extent, the pool, the backyard, everything disappeared. And I was just floating in this beautiful space, in my rope space. It was amazing. Going into this experience, I didn't really understand what was drawing me to it, why I wanted to have the experience. I had some expectations around how I might feel, 
but ultimately I couldn't really explain why I wanted this to be tied up in water, why I wanted to feel that so badly. But I'm so glad that I went after it and I did it. I didn't have to explain why. I just knew that I wanted this. And sometimes that's what kink is about. Sometimes I think it is beyond words. It is beyond logic and reasoning. Kink experiences can speak to a part of us that is deep in our subconscious. I talked last week about, or the week before, I think, about our shadow selves and about how we repress parts of our personality. And kink is a really beautiful way of getting to express some of those parts of us. So I felt like this experience was nourishing something deep, deep inside of me. And that was really beautiful. It was far more profound than what I had expected. Now, if you are interested in going a bit deeper into this topic, um, there is definitely some more stuff that I can share about the headspace that I went into and some of the weird stuff that came up for me. Um, If you'd like to hear that story, I will record a backstage video after this podcast and you can watch that for free on my website, harleyrabbit.com forward slash backstage. Slade and I stayed in the pool for probably about an hour. Um, We were just like, he was just letting me float and then he would cuddle me for a bit and hold me for a bit and then he'd let me go again and let me float some more. Um, And we were just playing in that space together, which was just lovely. It was lovely to be able to share that with him. And he really enjoyed the experience as well, much more than he thought he would. Um, But yeah, after about an hour, I was starting to feel a bit pins and needly, which is always something you want to avoid when you're in ropes. I don't know if that was more to do with the water or not, but after about an hour, I felt like I'd had enough. I felt really satisfied in that experience and I was ready to be untied. Um, so Slade untied me and then I had a nice big stretch out swim in the water before I jumped out of the pool. Um, yeah, ultimately that was a super positive experience. So I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about that story. Um, I guess the, the takeaway for me was that I was so glad that I went after this, that I made it happen, even though It's a kink that I I don't know anyone personally that's done any water bondage. It's also something that feels a little bit reckless because of like, it feels dangerous, right? It is dangerous. Um, And there was a little part of me that was like, I think this is going to be okay, but what if it's not like, yeah, I felt like, am I being reckless doing this, doing a scene like this? But I think ultimately if you've put the thought into something, like you haven't just jumped into it without actually thinking about it, if you put the thought into it, if you're with the right people, people you trust, people who are safe, and you've taken every measure to mitigate the risks involved, then at some point you've got to decide whether it's worth it. Is it worth the risk? Because a lot of these kinky experiences do have some risk but so does driving my car to the supermarket. So does going for a date with someone you've met online. So does having elective surgery. All of these are decisions that we have to make for ourselves and we have to to decide whether 
the benefits outweigh the risks. And I don't feel like kink is any different. I would rather take some risk to have experiences like this that matter to me. I guess it's it's similar to like going overseas. If you want to have the experience of going on an overseas holiday, then you've got to take some risk, right? But is that experience worth it for you? That's the question you have to ask yourself and no one can answer that but you. For me, this has turned out to be something that I loved far more than I thought I would and I genuinely hope that I can do this many more times. I thought this was just going to be a once-off thing that I wanted to tick off my fuck it list and be like, yep, I did that water bondage scene. That was really cool. But no, I think this has actually become like a real kink for me and something I'd like to experience lots more. So there you go. It is a weird and wonderful world, this world of kink. There was definitely a moment while I, where I was in the pool and I made a joke to the guy that was hosting um, that, you know, we're a, we're a weird bunch, aren't we? Like just looking at what we're doing right now, <laughs> just getting tied up in a pool. But that's what makes this stuff so rich and interesting. And you get to know parts of yourself that you would never know before. Anyway, I will leave it there. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I am hoping to do one more before the new year and then I'm going to have a two-week break from the podcast just because everyone needs a break over Chrissy, right? It's time. I'm going up to visit my mum. I'm really looking forward to eating a bunch of yummy food and just taking some time off from all my projects, my passion projects, as much as I love them. um, I think having a break and then coming back nice and fresh and reset for the new year is the way to go. So that's the plan anyway. All right. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit that five star button. Um, Till next time, play safe, have fun, and I'll catch you soon. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink. 